Hello you guys, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the expansion of the Kingdom Ministries. I am here with a word from the Lord. Before we go ahead and get into the word, I just want to say I hope that you guys are having a blessed day, evening, night, morning, whatever, wherever you're at in the world. I pray that you're feeling blessed. And if you're not, I pray that this word encourages you and gives you the sense of peace and confirmation that you need from the Lord. Um, so let me say a quick prayer before we get into the word. Dear Lord, I thank you for the person on the other side of this phone listening to what you have to say to them, the message, the message that you are going to speak to them today. I pray that you cover us in your blood, that you protect us, dear Lord, in your armor, put on the helmet of salvation, put on the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of peace, the sword, and the shield. I pray that you empty me and myself, and you fill me up with you and only you, and that I'm a vessel, and you put your words in my mouth to speak. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Let us have eyes to see. Let us have ears to hear, and let us have a heart to receive what the Lord Jesus Christ is telling us today. So, I want to start in Matthew 4, and this is when um, Jesus went into the wilderness for 40 days. He fasted, and then after he was done with this fast, the devil came to him to tempt him. Oh my God. So let me just go ahead and read some of it. Then was Jesus led up of the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. This was after he had just gotten baptized with the Holy Spirit. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he was afterward and hungered. And when the tempter came to him, which is the devil, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command that these stones be made bread. But Jesus answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up into the holy city, and setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple, and saith unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou dash thy foot against the stone. Jesus said unto him, It is written again, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up into an exceeding high mountain, and sheweth him all the kingdoms of the world and of the glory of them. And he said unto him, All these things will I give thee, if thou wilt fall down and worship me. Then said as Jesus unto him, Give thee hence, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil leaveth him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. <laughs> so that is Matthew 4, 1 through 11. So we all read this, and we're like, okay, Jesus went into the wilderness, and then he was tempted by the devil. But. When we become students of the word, when we become students of the Lord, we are studying the scripture and we need to be able to apply what is in the scripture to our current lives. And so if you look at the wilderness, 
the wilderness was Jesus going into the wilderness and fasting for 40 days. But if we compare our wilderness to Jesus' wilderness, it looks a lot different, but it's the same type of wilderness. So our wilderness may not be that we're going up into the, the forest, into the wilderness, and we're fasting for 40 days, and we're secluded for 40 days, and we're alone, and, you know, we're just starving ourselves. We're not drinking any water. We're not doing anything. We're just in isolation out in the wilderness. Like, that's not how our wilderness looks. Your wilderness could be you just got out of a long-term relationship and now you're lonely. You just decided to cut out certain people in your life so that way you can be more in tune with God. But now you're getting tempted by going back to the old people that you used to hang out with, going back to the old ways that you used to do things, partying, smoking, drinking, fornication. You're tempted to go back to these things. You're in a season of loneliness. You're in a season of isolation. You're in a season of dying to your flesh because ultimately that's what the wilder was for Jesus. He was dying to his flesh. When he was hungry, he was dying to his flesh. He wasn't living on bread alone, but he was living on the Spirit of God, the Word of God. He was allowing the Spirit to fill him, to feed him. So he was dying to who he was. He was dying to his flesh. And ultimately, when we're dying to our flesh, this is when the enemy comes in. Because if you see that after the 40 days... After you decided that you're going to stop having sex before marriage. After you decided that you're going to stop partying, drinking, and smoking. After you decided that you're going to stop hanging around certain friends. After you decided that you're going to practice patience and not, uh, you know, lash out in anger. After you decided that you're going to take the high road, road and do the right thing. After you decided these things, after your wilderness season, this is when the enemy comes in. And he comes to tempt you. The devil tried to tempt God into turning in the stones of into bread. He knew that he was hungry. He knew that he was starving. He tried to tempt him. And when that did not work, he tried to tempt him by testing God. What? How do we... How many times do we test God? Okay, God, I know you said that I need to leave this person alone, but, you know, you died for my sins, and it's okay, right? Why are you testing the Lord and what you know he called you to put away or stop doing? Why do you keep going back to the very thing that God told you to stop doing? Why are you testing the Lord? Jesus said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. This is something that he knew. Then the devil tries to give Jesus an easy way out. Look at this land. Look at the world. Look at the kingdoms. Look at the glory of them. If you bow down, if you worship me, you can have these things. 
The devil tries to give us easy way out all the time. Just start the OnlyFans. You see all these women, you see all these men making money off of their body. They're getting money fast. They're getting the car that they want. They're getting the house that they want. They're getting the Louis Vuitton bags that they want. Just take the easy way. Oh, you know, just 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 take this pound of weed. Your brother's giving he's offering to give it to you for the low. This is going to help you come up. Just take the job that you know the Lord is telling you not to take. Everyone around you is saying, man, you're crazy for denying this job offer. This job offer is going to make you a lot of money. Why wouldn't you take it? It's going to have so many benefits. Yeah, but God's telling me not to do it. The, 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 the devil offers us an easy way out. But you see, the thing is, is that Jesus already had all of this. He already had authority over all the kingdoms. He already had glory over all of them. But the devil was offering him an easy way out. You see, oftentimes, the right thing to do is the hard thing to do. It's taking you a little bit longer to get there because you're not taking the easy way. You're not taking the broad way. You're taking the narrow way, which is very few travel that road. The broad way is where everyone in the world is doing. Everyone in the world is taking, but it leads to destruction. You see, God already has promised us some things, success. A marriage. You see, you are getting offered the easy way out. God, you know, I'm listening to what the devil is putting in my mind. I'm insecure. I don't know my worth. I feel like I'm never going to be able to get the person that I desire. Because look at my track record. Look at my history. Every woman that I've been with has broke my heart. Every man that I have been with has cheated on me, abused me, manipulated me. I don't ever think that I'm going to be worthy enough for the marriage, for the person that I desire. The devil's offering me an easy way out. I have this person. I know deep down inside they're not for me because I'm troubled. I don't have peace about it. I'm always constantly struggling back and forth, back and forth. I'm living in confusion, but let me just settle for what I have now. Let me just take the easy way out. You see, God has already promised you success, marriage, finance. God has spoken words over your life. God spoke the word over Jesus' life. Jesus' promise was that he would have authority over the world, over these kingdoms. But you see, the devil was trying to get him to give up his power, to take the broad way, to get it the wrong way, so he could give up his rightful inheritance, the promise of God that he had over him. And he tempted him when he was at his weakest. And... We can look at the, the wilderness being as something like, okay, all of the things that I just listed. You know, you are dying to your flesh. You're trying to take the narrow road. You are in a season that you are at your most vulnerable state. Maybe a loved one just passed away. You know, maybe you just lost your best friend, whatever it may be. But you see, there's a flip side to this because also the devil will come to you when you're at your most vulnerable, and that is when we're, we have a high. 
I'm on top of the world. I just got this promotion. My finances have never been this good. My marriage has never been this good. My health has never been this good. Everything's good. So why not just go to the club and lie to my wife and tell her that I'm out with the guys? playing pool but really I just went to a club the strip club why not I'm on top of the world you see the enemy will try to come to us when we're on top of the world as well when everything's going right as well because we have our guard down we're vulnerable he comes to us in vulnerable states he tries to get us to take the easy way out. He tries to get us to step out the protection of God because you see the narrow path is the protection of God. The narrow path is a promise that you will get to everything that you need to to have. The the narrow path is the glory of God surrounding you, the hedge of protection surrounding you. And the second that you take your little pinky toe out of that, you step foot out of that. You're halfway out of that. You see, the enemy has a foothold in the door now. You just open the door to him, and now he comes in, and he comes in swiftly. He doesn't come to just flirt with you. He comes to lie down with you. He doesn't come to just take a little bit. He comes to devour you. He comes to destroy you. He comes in to take everything that God has for you. You see, the wilderness for us is when we're at our most vulnerable state. Look back at your life and look at the things that you're ashamed of, that you wish that you never did, and that you can't even believe that you did. And I bet you nine times out of ten, you were at a vulnerable state in your mind, in your life. Something happened where you let your guard down, your guard was down, you were at your weakest moment. Fasting for 40 days in the wilderness, not eating and not drinking for 40 days? It's hard for us to fast for three days. It's hard for us to fast for a day. 40 days Jesus fasted. People start losing their minds when they're in isolation for a week. He was there for 40 days. He was at his weakest in the flesh. But you see, the difference is, is Jesus was at his weakest in his flesh? My God, my God. But he was at his strongest in his spirit. So I come to tell you that yes, you may be in your wilderness season, but you have two options. To sit in the weakness of your flesh or to dwell in the strength of your spirit. You can go and take the easy way out. Or you can dive deep into God and press into his presence and press into his word and eat the bread of the word and eat the bread of the spirit. Yes, you may have just lost a family member. Yes, you may have just lost a job. Yes, you may have just lost a relationship. Yes, you may have just lost friends. Yes, you may have just lost your whole entire life. Yes, you may be dying to your flesh. But don't run from God. 
seek God, press into God, because he will strengthen you. Jesus said that man shall not live on bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. What does that mean? That means we press into the word. We press into Jesus. We press into God. So that way, even though our flesh is weak, we can be like Jesus where our spirit is at its strongest. And we can resist the enemy. We can shoot him down with the word of God. We will not allow him to tempt us beyond our measure. God says that we, he will not allow us to be tempted beyond what we can resist. Because if you notice in verse 11, it, 11 it says, Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. You see, if you resist the devil, he will flee from you. If you resist the devil, he will flee from you. If you keep pressing in, if you keep resisting the urge to vape, if you keep pressing in, if you keep resisting the urge to smoke, to drink, to watch porn, to to be in fornication, if you resist the urge to overspend, overindulge, come into agreement with the lust of the eye, if you resist all of these temptations, all of these things that the devil is trying to make us submit to, he will flee. If you keep messaging the same person over and over and over again and trying to get them to go out with you and they don't, you're going to give up. You're not going to sit there and you're not going to keep asking them. The devil will flee from you, but what we, but what we fail to think is, oh, you know, I've been, I've been five years sober. I've been five years sober. Okay, so now you're on your high horse, and now, and now the devil comes back because he comes back at a more opportune time when your, when your guard is down. So, okay, you think that just because you've been five years sober, and now you put yourself in a situation. To where you can be tempted with that thing, with that with that alcohol. It's just one drink. It's just one hit. It's just me responding back. It's just this, it's just that. The devil comes back at a more opportune time. A time where you're comfortable, where you're just chilling, where you're not expecting it. Imagine you're just chilling in camp. Your guard is down, and your enemies storm in. You're not guarded. You're not on the watchman. You're not on the lookout. So the devil does resist you. I mean, the devil does flee when you resist him, but he will come back at a more opportune time. This is why we must not think, oh, if I just press into the word of God, oh, if I just press into God, you know, when I'm at my lowest, and then everything comes back to normal, then I can just, you know, move back to how I normally went. No, we should be seeking and pressing into God at all times. Because, you see, the enemy is not our biggest enemy. That is a lie. We're giving too much credit to the enemy and his little minions. Our biggest enemy is our flesh. This is why Jesus fasted, because he had flesh on him. This is why Jesus went up alone, 
and and had to be in isolation. It had to press into the Holy Spirit because there was flesh on him. He battled with his flesh. He didn't say, oh, you know, the enemy is, is making me not want to go up on this cross. No, it was his flesh. His flesh was like, bro, this is about to hurt. This is about to hurt. This is about to be painful, God. If you can make it any other way. It wasn't the enemy that he was battling with. It was the flesh. Our flesh is our biggest enemy. Our flesh is not coming with us to have eternal life. Our flesh is going to return back into the dust where we came from. Our flesh is not worried about heaven. Our flesh is our biggest enemy. So in order to overcome our flesh, we must strengthen our spirit. We must strengthen our spirit. So I hope that this just encouraged you and gave you some revelation to understand how we can guard ourselves against the enemy and and gave us enlightenment on the enemy's tactics of where of when he comes. He comes at our lowest. He comes in our wilderness moments. And he comes when we're most comfortable. But let us take heed. Let us follow Jesus' demonstration. And let us be strengthened in the spirit by seeking the, the presence. Going into the secret place of God. Jesus was always going into the secret place. Jesus was always fasting. Let us follow this demonstration. Yes, it's okay. We can have our 12 disciples. Yes, it's okay. We can be around our brothers and sisters in Christ. Yes, that's good. But we need to go into isolation sometimes. We need to go into the secret place. We need to be fasting. We need to be strengthening our spirit and letting our flesh die. And let me tell you now, letting our flesh die sucks. It's not pretty. It's not some, oh, yeah, you know, I'm giving my life to Christ. It's just everything's great and perfect and dandy. No. It hurts. Your flesh throws fits. You're raging. The best way that I can explain it is picture someone that is an alcoholic. When someone is an alcoholic, they cannot cold turkey quit, their body will literally go into a shock and they will die. They will go into hallucinations. They will literally die if they cold cut, if they cold cut turkey, the alcohol out of their system. They have to lean off of it. And even while they're leaning off of it, they're going through withdrawal symptoms. When someone is on drugs, they go through withdrawal symptoms. They're literally dying to their flesh. They're, they're literally flushing all of the sickness, all of the drugs, all of the toxin, all of the spirits. They're literally flushing that out of their system. They're literally dying. If you go and look, if you've never been around someone that was an alcoholic, if you've never been around someone that was on drugs, I want to say you're lucky. But if you haven't, go and look it up, and you will literally see people are, and pray before you even watch that, but people are, like, going crazy. Some people look like they're, like, possessed. Like, they are literally, like, dying to their flesh. It sucks. It hurts. This is what it's like when we're 
killing everything that was in us. We're used to being defensive. We're used to having to be an overachiever to even gain acceptance. So the second that we feel like we're not doing enough for God, he's rejecting us. We feel like God is going to reject us if we don't act a certain way, if we do, don't do do a certain thing. Because this is what we're used to. So, yes, it's so hard to even grasp and comprehend that God is a father and he doesn't, he loves us because we're his child. It's not based on performance. Not, it's not based on works. It's a relationship with him. So for us to unlearn this toxic mindset, it's hard. If you go from toxic relationships to a healthy relationship, it's hard. You either push away that person or you learn to adjust and you learn to renew your mind in the way you think. But it's a hard thing to unlearn. It's hard to be so used to doing whatever you want and, and gratifying your flesh. It's hard to, you know, just sleep around and date around and go out and drink whatever you want and go out and smoke and go out and do all of these things and listen to the type of music that you've been grown on your whole life. It's hard to let those things go. It's hard to unwire those things and unlearn those things. Dying to your flesh is hard. I'm here to tell you today that it's hard. This is why people turn away from God because it's hard. It's hard to believe that and have faith of God. You, how are you even, how are you even God? Like, you, you, this thing, just, this situation just hurt my soul. A God that I, a God that's so loving and caring wouldn't allow that to happen. So I'm walking away from the church. I'm walking away from God. I don't believe in anything anymore. It's hard. But the difference between us and those people, and I'm speaking that right now in the name of Jesus, is that we will pass the test. Is that we will push through. Is that we will die to our flesh. Is that we will live in the spirit. Is that we will walk the narrow path. Is that we will take the God way, not the good way, not the good thing. We'll take the God thing and the God way in the name of Jesus. Um, yeah, words like these, my good sister Erica always says, if you can't say amen, say ouch. If you can't say amen, say ouch. Because these types of words, they hurt. But they're good. They're going to produce fruit in your life. So if you listen to this all the way through, God is calling you deeper. God is doing a new thing in your life. And if houses could talk when they're being destructed and destroyed, when the walls are being torn down, when the pipes are being gutted, when, when all of these things are happening and it's being torn down, it would say, ouch. It would say, this hurts. But the house is getting built up better than before. 
God is rebuilding you into new. And although the circumcision of your heart hurts, and although the decomposition and the destruction and the and the taking down of the things in you hurts, God is only breaking you down to build you up better. God is only taking you and pulling you back, and you feel the resistance. To shoot you forward. God says the last shall be first and the first shall be last. So you're watching all these people take the devil's way. And they're first right now. But you keep walking in God's way. And very soon, my child, you will prosper. You will be first. God says that the wealth of the wicked is stored up for the righteous. Woof. My God. Hold on. Embrace it. Die to your flesh. Allow the process to happen. Don't run from it. Run to God. In the mighty name of Jesus. If this word blessed you, share it with your friends and family. Until next time, guys, God bless.